Okay, so on this episode, I interviewed Jack, and Jack's story resonated with me personally as someone who, although I continued to play sports all through college, has had to change the direction and in which I've continued my competitive, the competitive aspect of my life. So um, take a listen and hear out how Jack has come to the platform. Um, if you don't know Jack, you should. He's a great kid. Um, if you're ever around MetFit, you'll know Jack by his big shining smile and he's super friendly. So um, everyone take a listen to this. I think it'll resonate with a lot of you as former athletes who have maybe had to step away from the competitive field for one reason or another. Um, maybe it was due to injury and maybe you're like Jack or I. Uh, maybe it's due to concussion, but still wanting to have a little bit of self-preservation. Take a listen and enjoy. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna record this and and clip it to um, some of the key talking points and share it on the podcast. So, um, okay, gonna use the audio. Sound cool? Perfect. All right. Um. So first off, I want you to just share a little bit with me your powerlifting journey. Um, so as you know, I'm only like 16, but yeah. I've kind of been like interested in like exercise my whole life. Um, I've always played like sports, like football and lacrosse. And yeah. I always was looking to like get in better shape for that. So I think it was in sixth grade. I joined my first gym in Shrewsbury. Um, it was like a powerlifting oriented gym. And that's when I first really learned like the movements and like really like the fundamentals of like training. Yep. So uh, that was really how I started. And then COVID started to hit around eighth grade. In between then, I was kind of just like training for fun. I didn't really take it serious. Um, so right after COVID, I think it was like September, um, September, October-ish. That's when I really started to like get into powerlifting as I actually like discovered it as a sport. And I, uh, I got a concussion in football, so I wasn't able to play like football or lacrosse. So I leaned towards powerlifting as something that I could still do and compete in, um, that didn't have to like have the same like injuries risk for like to the head um because that would have been my third concussion which would have taken me out of sports for a much longer time yep definitely i i struggled with concussions growing up as an athlete as well so powerlifting has been a great outlet for me um in competitive sports yeah yeah that's um i did not know that that's interesting yeah concussions are no fun yeah have you did you like lose consciousness on, on on any of them? Uh no. So it, it's the funniest thing. So the first one, um, this is off topic, but the first no one I was playing uh keep up with a balloon with a friend and we both dove for it and collided oh. heads. Um, that wasn't fun. And then the second one was from football. Um, but it, looking at the film, like I barely like I feel like I barely hit the kid, but um it must have like brought back the other concussion because it wasn't fully healed 
Yep. So, yeah. yeah. You got rattled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bummer. Well, good thing there's powerlifting to lean into. That's that's really fantastic. Exactly. Um, so tell me a little bit more about this place that you started in, in Shrewsbury. Yeah, so this place, it was called All Access Fitness. It's uh, closed down now, unfortunately. But um, I first got in there with my dad to kind of just work on, like, regular just general fitness like getting faster and more athletic for um like football and lacrosse um but I was always surrounded by like power lifters and it was always cool to like at the time I didn't even really like know powerlifting was a thing but it was just so cool to see all these people like lifting like such heavy numbers that I, I couldn't even fathom at the time <laughs> and it it was super intriguing to me and I want it like gave me like that motivation to like all right I want to be like them by the time I'm their age yeah you knew it was possible yeah exactly push yourself there yeah for sure I definitely I definitely can relate to that for sure yeah so what are some like um have you competed as a powerlifter yet uh yes so I've competed in three competitions so one was an RPS competition down at Mass Iron in Hanson. That was my first meet in August of 2021, I think. And then I competed again in December at a USAPL meet and just this past June in a USAPL state championship. Oh, nice. Was That, that was right in Mass, right? Yeah, I was right at uh, the Natick Verve Hotel. Oh man, I was there for a little bit. We probably just missed each other. Yeah. Yeah. How did um how did that last meet go the state championships? How was your performance? Um, my performance was a lot better than I had originally thought it would be. Um, I hit some really big milestones. Um, a huge total PR. I think it was like a two hundred pound total PR nice. from uh from my meet in December. So I can't complain there yeah that's um, a that's huge growth yeah um yeah it was just a it was a fun time it was a really good learning experience and like it helped me realize what powerlifting is that's like a higher level too like yeah. is a is a lot more organized oh a hundred percent a hundred percent the you rps is like really great for beginners and i always like I push beginners there mostly because um, it's just a great organization for beginners to just start and be successful and like learn what the sport is. Yeah. Yeah. Moving to like USAPL to be more competitive um, and understanding the competitiveness and the, the different expectations really, I think from the judges for the most part, correct me if like your opinion's wrong too. Uh, yeah, so RPS, that was, that was my first meet. And I remember it was, um, is such like, is a greatly ran meet. It was all organized. It was yep. great. And the environment, I think the environment was the biggest thing. Like comparing to like USAPL, I think that RPS environment, like it's just everyone's rooting for you. Right. Like, it's such a, it's such like all the camaraderie. I think that's a big part of RPS. And they do, they do great things like all their charities and stuff like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And 
I think they are a bit more lenient with their rules compared yep. to like USAPL. I think USAPL is a lot more strict on their like judging. Mm-hmm. But I, I think um, for like beginner uh, beginners in powerlifting, I think RPS is probably the best federation to go yeah. to for that purpose. Yep. I could not agree more, Jack. Could not have said it better either, for sure. <laughs> I um I've done I've never competed with USAPL, but I've done USPA and there's definitely a bit of a difference there as well. Yeah. <clears throat> what are so um I'm curious, like a two hundred pound jump in your in your PR total, what would you like what would you attribute to that jump in that short of a time? What what changed in your life or your training or um, so I had a coach change after my December meet. So I started doing more of a, um, like a constraints led conjugate program. Yep. Um, and that, I think that really helped me, um, really grow as like a lifter and it forced me to learn a lot more about lifting and, um, like exercise, which I think was big as well. And that's what I love so much about like the conjugate program is it like forces the lifter to learn and make adjustments daily to make you a better lifter. Yep. It forces you to like really like internalize and introspect and like know what you're feeling and doing that day for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think another big thing is um, my coach right now, Kevin can, he really pushes um, like a lot of self-reflection and self work so uh we do a lot of like journaling and meditation outside of the gym so we can leave that outside stress uh outside of the gym and really focus on our lifts and getting better on that particular day rather than bringing all that extra stress in the gym 100 percent, and i think that's like especially important i mean it's important for everyone but especially important for people like you who are students and you know at the crux of stress and all of that in your life so yeah I love to hear that that's fantastic yeah so what are some um barriers that you've encountered throughout your journey some barriers um I would say one of the biggest things is like as a teenager trying to train conjugate, there is not a lot of gyms like with the equipment that you need. No. Like, um, like when you're trying to train like the way like I do and people like who else uh, train conjugate, I think a commercial gym just won't cut it. Absolutely and not. <laughs> there's, there's definitely adjustments that you can make to still make it a conjugate program. Yep. But I think, it misses a lot of key details that one might need for a um, for a full conjugate based program. Yeah, I mean Metfit, the gym we go to is like stacked with equipment. So yeah, that's that was probably the best gym I've found to be uh, to work for conjugate because I used to go to uh, Mass Barbell out in West Boylston, Worcester. Yep, and they they unfortunately closed down. That was before the fact that I started training conjugate, but um, I think Metfit is just probably the best place to go if you're looking to train for conjugate. Absolutely. It's so unique. Like, 
let we'll leave alone all of the strong people that go there <laughs> yeah it's just so unique it's so unique yeah it's fantastic um so like we talked about meditation and leaving outside stress outside of the gym what are some other big keys to your successes um over the years of competing for powerlifting um one of the things that i take very seriously is um so outside of meditation stuff, I always take a look at um, my recovery. So <laughs> my nutrition, my hydration, my sleep, um, my mental health. I think all of that plays a huge role into how I can compete and make progress in the weight room. A hundred percent. How do you, um, do you measure your water intake, obviously, in your sleep? And do you track your nutrition and whatnot? Uh, yes, I do. So I track my, um, I track my calories and my macros through uh, my fitness pal. Oh no! I've been doing that for a little while, and nice. I think it really helps me stay focused and like actually know what I'm eating rather than just kind of just guessing. Like it really helps me stay knowledgeable of what I'm actually intaking for food. So hundred percent. That's fantastic. I I love my fitness pal just for that. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I like, I am so intrigued by how well young people are like in tune with their mental health. Are there any ways or tools that you use to, to like measure your mental health and, or does like, how do you make decisions off of that? That's a really good question. Um, I would say I've struggled with mental health for a couple of years now. Um, but yeah. I think that a big way that like I've been able to like work around it and work with it is just really paying attention to like meditation and like really deep breathing mm -hmm. and like, kind of like thinking just in the moment, more in the moment and like less like worrying about what might happen or something like that. Fair enough. I love that answer. Thank you for being so transparent and honest with that answer as well. That's, um, yeah, that's awesome. Meditation is hugely underrated. It's hugely yeah, underrated. Um, we, I, I definitely think that more coaches can incorporate it into coaching, myself included. It's just sometimes it's hard to track for people, but I agree. Do you use like Headspace or anything to meditate? Um, so that's what I did at first. So yeah. when I first started trying to learn how to meditate, uh, I used like guided apps and like, like Headspace or like Spotify. Um, but now that I've kind of gotten like better at it and learned the skill, I'm kind of able to just like throw on some like background noise, like rain sounds or something and kind of just do it from there rather than having that guided. But I think at, as like a beginner, I think it's definitely helpful to have like the, the guided meditation. I think it helps a lot. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. I was like, I can't meditate. And like, I said that for the longest time and someone was like, use headspace, like literally just use yeah. it. And I did. And I was like, now I'm so much better at meditating. It, it, yeah. You just like, you need to like learn the process, I think is really what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For that's sure. a great point. Sweet. All right. Last question for you, Jack what are your goals and do you have any competitions in the near future? So 
I have some big goals for this sport. Um, and where I'm still pretty young, I'm very optimistic of how I can get there. Um, so, of course, my biggest goal would be to win nationals, USAPL nationals. Nice. Um, oh. But right now, I'm kind of just – I'm transitioning into single-ply equipment. So, um, I think the biggest thing right now is – really taking it slower and learning how to use the equipment and how to use it effectively. So then I can put a greater amount of weight on my total and also focusing on just getting stronger, both mentally and physically, because I think that when people think of powerlifting, everyone really thinks of like the physical part. Yep. But I think it's just as big of a battle mentally than physically. I think, the mental parts are overlooked a lot of the time. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I could not agree more. And like <clears throat> powerlifting can be a, a long-term sport too. Like the platform will always be there. And some of these things like putting on muscle takes time and time. And you like, you see bodybuilders take, you know, three year hiatuses just to put on mass. Yeah. Sometimes that's like what you need to do to get stronger and so like, just like with multiply, like you have to take the time to learn how to use the equipment. But once you do like, pff, see ya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's what I love so much about powerlifting. Like it's not just like a, it's a, it's not a short-term sport. Like you're in it for a lifetime. Yep. And I think, I think that adds some more, like, I don't, I don't know how to say it, like more challenge to it. Cause you have like the longevity is just there's so much right right well like i i mean me as an athlete when i was younger it's like like oh like seven percent of females like make it to be a professional soccer player like i feel like inherently i knew that my soccer career was going to end one day yeah but like i don't i don't see that with powerlifting i'm like nah i'm here till i'm in the grave yeah yeah <laughs> literally i'm i'm doing this till i die so yep it's a it's a lifelong journey for sure that's fantastic uh jack thank you so much for sharing your journey this was freaking awesome you're of course. fantastic and 